Section 14 of Claimants to Royalty. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Ginger Cucolo. Claimants to Royalty by John H. Ingram. The False Frederick II of Germany. A.D. 1284. Take it for all in all, the case of this claimant is certainly the most wonderful one on record. For thirty-eight years, Frederick II had nominally ruled Germany, but his foreign wars and Italian states had occupied so much of his time that only seven years of his long reign were really spent in his imperial dominions. He died at Ferentino in 1250, in the fifty-fifth year of his age, and in a little while the enormously extended empire which he had obtained for his family had passed from their hands, and his many sons and even his grandsons were despoiled of their crowns and lost their lives by violence. Warfare and contention in the various states succeeded Frederick's decease. In Germany, a long interregnum of misery ensued, and it was not until 1273, when Rudolf of Habsburg was elected to the imperial crown, that the nation could obtain either the administration of justice or respite from hostilities, foreign and intestine. Rudolf's long reign proved very beneficial to the distracted empire, and for several years Germany enjoyed an unwanted amount of prosperity when, in 1284, the people were startled by the report that Frederick II, whom for thirty-four years everybody had believed dead and buried, was still alive and, although nearly ninety years old, seeking to recover the imperial crown. And true it was that an aged man, claiming to be the supposed defunct monarch, had appeared, giving so plausible an account of his lengthy seclusion, and displaying so remarkable a knowledge of Frederick's most private transactions, that multitudes, including the Landgrave of Thuringia and other important personages, believed his story and afforded him support. The narration, which he gave to account for his long silence and abstention from the exercise of his imperial functions, was as follows. Declaring himself persistently to be Frederick II, Emperor of Germany, king of naples and sicily the old man traced the story of his life back to a d twelve fifty when as he truly stated the last of the swabian emperors worn out with his ceaseless conflicts with the papacy disheartened by his own reverses and the capture by the bolognese of his illegitimate son inches king of sardinia retired to his castle of ferentino in the capitanate of naples here according to historical records frederick died of dysentery but according to the tale put forward by the aged claimant, no such event took place. Wearied with the world, troubled by the bane of excommunication, and sickened by the fatality which overtook his progeny one after the other, he, Frederick, determined to forsake the pomp of royalty and seek an undiscoverable retreat. Feigning illness, he sent for one of his former retainers, a man who had long since left his service and whose brother was prior of the Carthusian monastery of Squiacha in the Calabra. To this old servitor he communicated his purpose and besought him to accompany his former master to this frightfully secluded place which saint bruno institutor of the carthusian monks had founded he consented to frederick's wish a very faithful valet by the emperor's order now set to work to disinter the body of a man of about fifty years of age who conveniently for the purpose had died the preceding day and had in accordance with southern custom been buried a few hours after his death Luckily for the success of the scheme, the night was very obscure, so that the man was enabled unobserved to bring his ghastly burden 
under the emperor's window where by means of a rope the confederate succeeded in drawing it up into the chamber the dead body was dressed in the emperor's attire and placed in the imperial bed whereupon frederick and his follower descended by the rope into the garden and quite unnoticed by the guards made good their retreat by easy stages the chartreuse was reached and the emperor after rewarding the sicilian valet with diamonds of sufficient value to keep him in comfort for the rest of his days made rich offerings to the prior and then without revealing his real name or condition was received into the monastery as a simple brother and as such was employed in the cultivation of the adjacent garden in this healthy occupation ran the pretender's story he continued until twelve sixty eight when his unfortunate young grandson conradrin was atrociously beheaded by order of charles of anjou he then changed his abode to another carthusian monastery in champagne near the town of luni and then he passed into germany once more and as all his male descendants were deceased asserted his right to reclaim the imperial crown many persons believed or appeared to believe this strange story the landgrave of thuringia and others of less note publicly proffered their allegiance the people of west friesland then at war with florentius count of holland sent deputies to him to complain of the perpetual raids which the dutch made into their lands and to beg him to protect them as vassals of the empire against the insults and vexations of their enemies the pseudo frederick only too glad of the opportunity of airing his pretensions wrote to count florentius to the effect that unless he at once desisted from this warfare he would put him under the ban of the empire and attack him with the imperial forces moreover if he had as he asserted any right to friesland let him come to him frederick at messina to produce his evidence and receive the imperial decision the count of holland was greatly enraged at this affront but as recorded by Vossius in his history of holland condescended to reply to the effect that his correspondent had plenty of assurance to take upon himself the name of the emperor frederick the second thirty-four years after that monarch's death there were however he reminded the claimant yet living persons who had beheld frederick's dead body whilst as he pointed out not only were the emperor's affairs at the time of his death far from desperate enough to cause him to conceal himself but also the impossibility for such an illustrious personage to have remained for so long a time in obscurity he then strongly advised the pretender to quietly return to his proper station in society adding that he could not have any dread of his armaments seeing that he possessed none not even being master of messina where he resided not satisfied with this exhibition of his claims the pseudo frederick now wrote to the emperor rudolph commanding him to resign the imperial dignity and unattended and simply as a tributary prince to come and do homage to him his sovereign this was too much for the patience of rudolph who soon determined to dispose of this competitor for his crown historians differ somewhat as to how he obtained possession of the claimant but according to the most reliable accounts he would appear to have been taken prisoner at wetzler in hesse after that town had sustained a cruel siege on his account thence he was taken to neuze in the electorate of cologne and after having been subjected to torture confessed so it was declared that his real name was tilon Kolop, and that the many private details of frederick's life of which he had displayed such an intimate knowledge were learnt whilst he was in the emperor's service as a domestic contemporary records however that he bore great resemblance to frederick that he was perfectly acquainted with the most minute particulars of that monarch's life both public and private 
and that he simulated the deceased sovereign so well in conversation that he convinced all with whom he conversed. Ultimately, he was sentenced to death as a necromancer, and together with two of his chief adherents, burnt to death in news. The inhabitants of Colmar, a large town, and the hereditary dominions of Frederick, who had embraced the claimant's cause with great zeal, were inflicted with a heavy pecuniary fine in lieu of death, to which punishment they were at first sentenced. End of the False Frederick II of Germany Recording by Ginger Kukulow